I'm Susie Goodwin, the host of Run, Lift, Mom, and as most of you know, I am a Zaya Active Independent Representative. This summer, we are celebrating our four pillars, activity, community, uplift, and light. We're doing everything we can to exemplify these pillars, and we hope this episode of Run, Lift, Mom inspires you to join us because it is about activity. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. And sometimes it's just a bonus. That is exactly what this is at the end of my podcast with Rob Arnold of the Masters Athlete podcast. He flipped the script on me and asked me a few questions about marathon training and nutrition and life with four kids under age five as an athlete who is over 35. I filled him on it and I want you guys to hear it as well. So without further ado, here I am talking to Rob Arnold of the Masters Athlete. All right. Well, we are going to flip the script here for a little bit. And you had a few questions for me as I'm um, I'm not in running I am a master's athlete in running. It begins at age 40, but lo and behold, when I did the CrossFit open, apparently I'm a master's athlete. Yeah. Yeah. I talked a little <laughs> bit about that this week on my podcast where I talked about the, the CrossFit world and, and the, uh, the many things that they've done for the master's athlete and how I think it was in 2012, they started doing master's competitions and, and, uh, I think now it's down to what, 30, 35 years old rather than 50 from what it was back then. Yes, it is 35 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just crazy to me. You know, runners, we celebrate our age up birthdays. We don't really care about the birthdays that come um, within a five year segment, but like the 10 year ones are really big. The five year, so like my 35th birthday, it was like, holla, I'm in a different age category, and 40 will be really big as well. It was surprising to me to learn I was already considered masters. Yeah. Yeah, and you can participate in, in eyes. you can do like uh, USATF track events as a submasters too. Submasters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cuz they have that at the uh, national games this year, so Wow. I love that it's being right. You know what though? I mean that just that um observing that tells us where Masters Athletics is going. Absolutely. That are, they are recognized and there are um categories that there's a category for it in in and of itself and subcategories really says a lot about the promise of the future. Yeah, absolutely. So what what as far as you're running, what challenges do you face as a mother of four now because I know that you know you used to do a marathon a weekend and and I'd see you all over the social media with where Susie where Susie now running and but what are the challenges you face now? Yeah. So, I mean, I am a um, 50 state marathon. I'm after it. Right. So I've got uh, four more states to do to have a marathon in each of the 50 states. And I'm kind of doing some do overs within that to make sure each of those marathons is under four hours. So it, I'll be honest, under four hours is um, physically like I'm there right? I've invested in strength training. I've invested in injury prevention. And so um, that's not that hard. The travel is really hard. And then the training for quality races is really hard as well. I'm not necessarily doing like one year I did um, 15 
marathons within a calendar year, including a couple of doubles, meaning a race on Saturday, race on Sunday. Body's not having that anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, the training, I would say, is the biggest difference. So I, instead of a specific training schedule, i.e., on Monday, you're doing X workout. On Tuesday, it's X miles. On Wednesday, I do what I call minimum effective dose training. <laughs> so that means it's lower volume, but I'm punctuating it with a lot of strength training to injury proof myself. And I just focus on total mileage and a key run. So I'll give you an example. This week, I'm in week two of a 10-week training cycle, one zero, not 16, not 18, 10 weeks. Um, and I'm doing 24 miles total and 10 miles was my key run. Everything else happens anyhow. So like I've done a 10 miler and I've done three 5Ks this week. That means that I've got five miles to get between now and Sunday. However, because I'm just focused on that 24 and that 10. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you have a, have a huge base already because of your background. And so you're your base, as far as your your ability to put on some mileage, is pretty good, pretty advanced. And so, but what would you recommend for someone that's, you know, say like myself, who I've got four kids now, and I, I'm not a marathon runner. You wouldn't suggest I go out and do a ten week program, would you? Um, I would probably only bump it up to twelve or fourteen, depending on where your your starting mm -hmm. was. Um, and the reason why I say that, Rob, is because I don't want to see anybody, even if they're like starting at the lowest denominator, I don't want to see anybody peaking. If they've got an 18 week training schedule, I don't want you to peak at week 15 or 16. And I think, and, and this goes into the age thing. Um, I, I think to be quite honest with you at 37 years old, 18 weeks of training is too much for me. Not only am I abusing myself physically toward the end there, but then mentally, like it's not fun for me anymore. And yeah. I'm a recreational athlete. So yeah, even if you're like starting from zero, um, I think for a marathon, probably a sweet spot is anywhere between 12 and 14 weeks total with a two week taper in there, meaning you take a rest to prepare your body for race day. That's fantastic. Good, good. So what about nutrition? I know that um, with nutrition and having four small children under the age of five, um, you can't always prep your meals like you like you used to. So tell me a little bit about how you how you fit proper nutrition into your training now. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we just nerded out a little bit about um, folks in nutrition <laughs> and fitness, the name. So, y'all, I mean, I used to do it all. I used to do like paleo within a zone template and all that kind of thing. Double the fat blocks per Rob Wolf. Like, I mean, I, I was that girl. Okay. It's okay to be rolling your eyes right now. <laughs> um, and then after having four kids, so I have three-year-old triplets and a five-year-old. <laughs> so, like, six years ago, I had no kids, y'all. Um, it happened <laughs> very quickly. Um, and I'm not as strict about my nutrition as I used to be. I definitely eat more like goldfish these days. But I'll tell you this. I don't try to make some... First of all, I don't make different meals for my children than I make for myself. So, <laughs> like... Yeah, I, I just don't. So we're not doing a lot of macaroni and cheese in this household because I don't eat that. And so my kids don't either. Um, and then also I make things that 
I love to eat that I consider delicious, that are crowd pleasers for the kids, and I make them often. I don't have a meal planning document with 30 different dinners on it. We This is what our week usually sounds like. <laughs> Big salad on Monday, tacos on Tuesday, some sort of chicken dish on Wednesday. Thursday is going to be... Um, breakfast for dinner. And then Friday we do a family dinner, all hands on deck. We're making whatever. So four out of our, you know, five day work week, we're doing the same exact thing, but I like these things and they're good and they're healthy. So you find that having kind of a routine for your dinner because of all the children, having a little bit of a routine, takes some of the guesswork out. It does. And think about breakfast for dinner. Like we did breakfast for dinner last night. Um, and breakfast for dinner. So last night it was bacon, eggs. The kids got to have some waffles. Um, I like, I just did bacon and eggs. We all had fruit and we call it a day. That's, I mean, that's a really easy way for my nutrition template to fit into what they're doing. Tacos. I do my tacos naked. So it's just like, you know, on lettuce or whatever the kids they want corn tortillas, fine by me. Um, we have sometimes chicken, sometimes it's a ground turkey. So ooh, sometimes we do sausage and sauteed onions, but it's taco Tuesday. So like, I know on Tuesdays we're having tacos. I found it's funny. I love tacos because, and I have one of those uh, bullet blenders and, yeah. and I uh, put in some mushrooms and peppers and stuff like that and throw that into the tacos and the kids don't even notice it. It's fantastic. Ah, I like your style. Yeah. Hide those vegetables. We do the same thing with um, a super greens product in our morning smoothies. They don't even know it's there. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and, you know, I myself am am horrible about fitting enough vegetables into my diet because, you know, I'm I'm kind of a big keto guy myself. So, uh, you know, I, I try to restrict my carbs to less than 50 grams a day. And as such, I don't get as much fruits or vegetables into my system as I should. So, when I do get it in, I, I try to do it that way and, and get uh, mash it up and throw it in there to where I don't even know that it's there. I love it. You know, I, and we eat like this. It's now it's a variation. OK, because I fit it to my family as I just talked through. But this is not my original idea. This was actually Tim Ferriss wrote about it in the four hour body. Um, and he was writing about it for the slow. It's the slow carb diet. Um, but I really the takeaway is <laughs> You're, you're not like angry if, if you're eating the same thing over and over again, it's not boring and you're not angry if they're meals that you legit love and you're like, Ooh, I could eat this every day. The key though is make those meals healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes stress. It, it, it helps with stress management too, because it's one less thing you have to think about as a master's athlete, you're worried about, you know, your kids and your, and what your kids might have for homework that day. And what, you know, all your bills and your job and stuff like that. And if it's, if that's one less thing you have to think about, then just make it part of your routine and you don't even have to worry about it. Exactly. You know, I'm so glad we're talking through this because I think a lot of people out there, they know what, right? Like maybe they're adopting a keto template like you, or maybe they're like me and they're like, you know what, I'm just going to try to 80, 20 it and jerf or just eat real food for the most part. But like, it's like, how. <laughs> yeah. And what we're talking about is how you do it, not what you should do. The internet has educated us on what we should do. It's it's that how do you fit it into your lifestyle? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and with with exercise, you know, you can do those micro doses with exercise. It doesn't have to be an hour work. You can be, do it in 
a 10 to 15 movement session and, and break it up throughout the day. You know, it's not that hard. Exactly. One of my favorite, um, Pavel Sassolini made popular the concept of grease the groove. So the idea is of grease the groove is that you're taking a really like, for example, if I'm greasing the groove on, um, on deadlifts, it's not like a super duper heavyweight. Don't get mad at me. Warm up police. Um, but it's something that is challenging for me. Right. Yeah. And I'm doing said weight two or three times. That's it. I'm putting it down. 30, 45 minutes, whatever. You can grease the groove on pull-ups. So um, I know folks that will put a pull-up bar in front of their bathroom door. And before they go to the bathroom, they have to do two or three pull-ups every single time. That's right. Um, You can do it with kettlebell swings. You're doing 10 or 15. Maybe you put that kettlebell by the bathroom door. Throughout the day, I bet you get to 300. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's like, you know, I sit at my desk a lot. And I, whenever I'm on a conference call for work, I'll, uh, I'll do squats during, while on my headset during a conference call, you know, it's something, <laughs> something simple like that. On a scale of one to 10, how insane do your coworkers think you are? Oh, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> how, how is the work spouse market these days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not too, but fortunately now I work at home full time. So that's good. <laughs> that is good. That is good. <laughs> Well, one last question for you, Susie, and, and I, we touched a little bit about uh, on stress management, but what would you recommend are some stress management things that you incorporate into the, into your day um, so you can focus on your health when you've got, you know, four little ones running around? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think for me, I'm stressing about different things than I did six years ago when I had no kids, right? Like I'm worried about like potty training and kindergarten and paying the monthly gymnastics fees. Yo, it is not pretty for four kids. Um, but I control it actually in the very same way. And that is through prayer, just daily dialogue with God. Um, and I, I love a good sweat as a stress coping technique. I'm talking, I'm lifting something heavy or I'm running. So um, it's different stressors, but I'm controlling them in the same way. And I want you to hear me because I know you've got a fitness audience. So do I, right? We're fitness people. Absolutely. Got to have more than one your coping technique cannot be solely based in something you do physically. Because guess what? If you get injured and that gets taken from you, you have no way to cope with stress. Absolutely. I've, it's funny because I've started incorporating uh, five to 10 minute meditation into my routines uh, over the, about, the, about the past year. And there's plenty of apps on your phone that can help with that. And it, for me, it's just about taking five to 10 minutes and thinking about nothing and just letting my allowing my body to relax because again having kind of like you i have four kids i have two dogs um uh, i got a and the four kids age are ranging from eight years old to 17 and i don't like any of them usually and (laughs) and so i i need a few minutes to just relax and the five to ten minutes of of meditation where it's just me and absolutely nothing else it, it has helped me out a lot to where it's 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 a different kind of stress relief than the exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks th- thanks for uh all that information, Susie. That was good stuff. Thank you. 
That was fun, right, you guys? I hope you enjoyed hearing about marathon training and nutrition and stress management. I'm a busy mom, but I don't mind sharing my secrets. If you are interested in minimum effective dose training and how you might apply it to your own training schedule, I've got a link in the show notes, just click details, that you will want to look at. I am actually holding a virtual training group over on Instagram, and you can be a part of that. Until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom podcast. It's time for the Zaya Active item of the week, and this week it's the men's camo pocket athletic short. This is a pattern that looks strong, and it's also our first pair of shorts that has a liner. You heard me. It's got a quick drying fabric and then a fully lined interior now. It's ideal for both wet and dry sports. There's also a mock front fly for a look that goes from gym to street, as well as a front pocket. It's kind of one of those invisible zippered pockets to hold keys, phone, whatever. There are flat seams on both layers, the interior and the shell, to prevent chafing, and this thing is true to size. Bonus, we've even got a boy's version if dad wants to twin with his son or if he wants to be the cool uncle. Go ahead and hit the details in the show notes. You'll see the link to these. This is your Zaya Active item of the week. Thank you for your support of the Run Lift Mom podcast. This is a passion project for me that began in February of 2019 and now has over 10,000 listens. It's amazing. This is where I uplift other women and create communities around the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. If you haven't yet done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe. That helps folks find the podcast and it keeps this passion project going. I am beyond excited to announce that Red H Nutrition is an official partner of the Run Lift Mom podcast. I've been a Red H sponsored athlete since November of 2018, which means that I've trained for multiple marathons, a 100K trail race while using these products to supplement my training as well as on race day. And I think that you can take it to the bank. They work. Some of my favorites are Super Greens, Super Flexi, and ZenRem, but you can click on details in the show notes to shop Red H Nutrition and check it out for yourself. Use code RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, just like the name of this show, to save 10%. Again, just click on details in your show notes, shop Red H Nutrition, and then use code RUNLIFTMOM at checkout for 10% off.